Guys, sorry, I'm a little bit underprepared. Sorry, I'm really, I don't have like a funny, do you guys have an idea of like a funny, cool opening thing I could say? I just, I haven't got a clue. I'm Noah Jansen. <laughs> I'm Nick Jansen. Oh, I'm Eliza Jansen. And welcome to Twin Picks. You know what, Noah? Your that. degree is really paying off. That was such good acting. It was I was good. really just about to jump in. You guys are all I like was really like, confused. Oh, you could, oh. I thought I'd let you in on the joke, but then I was like, no, nah, I'll play it straight. No, I liked it. <laughs> Bravo. Fear of the round. <laughs> Gosh, I love movies. Welcome to Twin Picks, the show where a pair of actual, real-life human twins and me, their sister, <laughs> make a double feature out of two movies that share some kind of similarity and decide which one does its job better. But before we get started, I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of this land, the Wurundjeri people of the Kula Nations, and we pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. And I pay my respects to the custodians of the Los Angeles land. I'm currently recording this on the Gabrielenu people. Jumbo team, welcome. Jumbo, um, Jumbo. I, have to, I have to say uh, we're doing movies today that are about murder and I straight up feel like I'm going to get murdered because Meg keeps doing this really fucked up sound. Would you like uh, to I'm not evidence just it for everyone? doing it for no reason. Okay. It's I'd just, like it's to preface kind it by saying that. like psychopath vibes. No. Well, no. just let people, well, they can make up their mind. No, I have to preface it by saying, you know, when your throat is itchy, but it's not your throat that you can like scratch. It's like the space between your throat and your ears. Like, you know, yeah, when they I say do. like, you know, like, an, like, no. <laughs> this is made so much more that. intense by the sirens in the back. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, no, it's they're, like, they're, I called them ten minutes ago. They're coming for me. They're, getting, they're coming <laughs> to me and they're going to be like, what's your trick to scratch it? And this is what I do. <laughs> I make this noise and it scratches in my ears almost. Please don't be too close to the mic. I'm like, okay. Get as close <laughs> as you can. No. <laughs> it it's will. like <laughs> It's like, like a garbage disposal. No, it's yeah. like a, it's like a, it's like a soft tickle of your... It'll be like 10.30 at night. You're just hanging out and in the, like it's like they're in the fucking walls. Mm. You will just hear that shit. It's ridiculous. You'll be awoken be in safe. the dead of night. No, I yeah. do it a lot. And I also <gasps> do it like increasingly do it around people. What do I do? Like I, increasingly I do more something around like that, people. I guess. Like if, if I do that around you, you know that I'm comfortable around you. Aww. Which... It's like a like, cat purring. It's really beautiful. Well, now all it's our really listeners sweet. are going to know that I do that. Am I comfortable with that? Well, I guess we love our listeners. So. We do love our listeners. We love you guys. So. You guys are part of it. <laughs> Fam. <laughs> That's what so I'll sweet. call when I'm famous. I'm going to call, you know how you have like Swifties? <laughs> Mine will be like, like my little boys. <laughs> You're like, if you can't handle me, my, you don't deserve me at my podcast. Like, like, get me singing or whatever. You can have like, like the Jeremy Renner app. Like he has like all his fans on it. You have to pay like a $30 a month subscription to hear me go up As like a white noise machine just in the background. Anyway, you're um, welcome. Yes, exactly. I wanted to, we did a really fun game last week that Eliza brought to the table regarding guessing movies based on the song. Uh, the score titles on the, on the on the album. 
on the soundtrack. And I was actually going to bring in a game of my own. I saw a very funny Twitter thread this week that I found genuinely hilarious. It's very pretentious, but also like it's more honest to recognize that you do it. And I want to ask you guys about it. I asked Meg yesterday, Mm. but we're going to do it again. It's what's the movie or movies that you bring up when a, when a normie asks you what your favorite movie (laughs) is to tell them exactly to tell them that (laughs) you're not a normie. Ew. Like it doesn't um, actually have to be your favorite but I movie. I do have answers. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's what I mean. You have an answer. What that, did I say yesterday? I think I said um, it was fancy shit. I said umbrellas. No, I said umbrellas of Sherbrog. Yeah, that exactly. is not a normie film to recommend. No, no, that's what, no, that's that the whole is the point. Most filmy that's the point. Film it makes someone feel like, like oh, they know about movies. Some clout. I take it as being like you want to see a movie that most people would have seen, so they could be like, oh yeah, I know what you mean. Oh, that's not my approach uh, at all. Distance yourself. You no, want that you person want to, to feel like, wow, like an imbecile. No. Like, I, to feel I, like, wow, what an exotic <laughs> name. So I'm I terrified. said like that and like persona. Yeah. The most common one was Mulholland Drive, which I feel like which strikes so a good tone no. between. No, because it is like people know the name of that movie. But if you were like, that's my favourite movie, people would be like, oh, this person likes movies. You know what or I mean? Or maybe A Clockwork <laughs> Orange or something. Like something like like a mm. big name director, but not their yeah. like most known yeah. or like yeah. acclaimed. I would always say Halloween. Like I always say Halloween, but I'll also pepper in like the hustler or something or yeah. the, I can never get it right. It's eyes without a face, whatever that, the French title, it. Le Les sans visage. Les yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. One time I said King of Comedy and I, I like that movie, but it's by no stretch See, my favourite. this is what I want. I want the honour, the authentic, like, we've all done it. It's my Eliza, you are Eliza's the most, a, or, Eliza's just like. Eliza's going to be like, it's this, but that actually Eliza is don't my post- favourite film. And we'll be like, oh, okay. That was like, a really good Eliza. You watch Suddenly 30 as many times as I did, so I know you're like. <laughs> it's like, okay, Little Miss Mean Girls every fucking day for like three years. Yeah, sure. Literally. Yeah. Like, I know it was the Thunderbirds movie, but whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> the live action remake. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> What is, is Eliza? I'm going to try and be really honest and say okay. the movie and why, what I'm trying to achieve, the impression I'm trying to make when I say it. I Great. would normally say, oh, like, you know, I like <laughs> like an eclectic range of stuff, but my favourite <laughs> movie is The Shining, even though yeah. it is not. But the reason I would say that is it makes people go like, oh, you do like weird thing. You do like <laughs> horror thing. And then it's also like a conversation starter because I can go into being like, I've seen it so many times because I was on a quiz show for it or whatever. And yeah, like, I was going to say, how is that, that on not the show your as well. favourite movie? That was your special topic on Hard Quiz, which you won Hard Quiz for. Yay. And yeah. it's not your favourite. But was like, so fun I'm saying it's that. not my favourite movie, but it's self-serving that I say it is, you know? Exactly. Yeah, and that's what it's about. Monster. It's about the information you portray to a person by saying what your favourite movie is. Great answers which all around, I You're reckon. just saying like, pick me. Yeah, exactly. Choose me. Choose me. Love me. Three little words. <laughs> I don't know. It's a TikTok song. Um, except. I'm I love sorry. It. Anyway. Anyway, that's a topic that has nothing to do with the, the two movies we're watching today. Today we are talking about Clue and Knives Out, both uh, whodunits that comment on, like they both kind of not revision, I don't want to say revisionist whodunits, but they're both like but they're whodunits. They're like yeah, they're self-conscious, self-conscious tropey. whodunits tropey that love whodunits. And that I think also both have a very interesting relationship to the whodunit, like the actual yeah. question of whodunit. Yeah. Um, we ready and to jump in? amazing oh, ensemble casts. Yes, yeah. ensemble casts are oh. the wazoo, yeah. Yay. 
almost hairspray 2007 levels. Of <laughs> Nikki Blonsky. Two, that I'm sorry. Poster. And then the final cherry on top, introducing Nikki Blonsky. I, well, I would wow. stare at that poster. You really aura. went with Nikki last. Because <laughs> yeah. Nikki came out. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah, and she played yeah. the song "I'm Coming Out" by Dana Ross, <laughs> which she is really so on the we nose. Love. Isn't Nikki. she a raging anti-Semite? Oh, oh my god, is she really? <laughs> no, but or she ended racism in Hairspray <laughs> with James Marsden. Maybe I think she got thrown off an airplane. Maybe not her, her mum or something. Oh my god, that's amazing. Guys, Someone fact check me on that. Before we get into what's your favorite casting in Hairspray, I think <gasps> I know what you're going to say, and it's what I'm, I'm proud of it. Is it There's James only really Marsden? one answer. It's yeah, James Marsden. It's James Marsden. Of course it is. When he does James a little Marsden. shimmy and he lifts the knee and he goes, do 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 And his vocal run when he's like, that's, that's me. me. Oh, that's oh, so that good. Was good. That was really good. Oh, thanks, guys. Um, <laughs> I hate that I did it and then you did it. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I should have actually done it. He has just had a singing lesson. Yeah, I did. I was warming up. We heard him. I was like, I will make this episode about James Marsden in his I also should have mentioned um, that just by chance, awesomely, uh, Anthony has seen both of these movies. Kelsey agrees. I'm the normie that they were talking about earlier. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you said that that was your favourite movie. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he sees that all these conversations are right here. He's like, they've been talking down to me this whole time. (laughs) I know that's not true. It is, we respect your movie taste immensely. Um, Also, he does his homework. Yeah, exactly. Come on, Papa Chicken Run over here. Yeah. Anthony was saying these are the, this is the first time that he's seen, hasn't gone out to go see like one or other of the movies. He just watched them and then we decided to do We just happened to do movies that he's seen. So So I don't know if that means that we'll let him vote at the end, but Mm. We'll definitely, you can say, as always, jump in whenever you want with all of your thoughts, but mm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how I'm feeling about giving you the vote. Yeah. Oh, we might well, be treating you like America treats its prison population. <laughs> totally. Without the right to vote. Without the right to vote. Which is problematic, but we'll come You're back to that. You're invaluable to our society, <laughs> but you don't get to vote. Um, My triple dynamic this week is Ava DuVernay's 13th. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's talk about fucking Clue. Let's talk about the movie. <laughs> Clue is a 1985 ensemble black comedy whodunit um, based on the board game of the same name. Yes. Pre, Pre-Battleship, mm-hmm. pre- what other board game movies are there? I don't know. Is it just Battleship in I this? think it's just Battleship. Ridley Scott's been trying to make Monopoly for like a decade, which is just bizarre. Um, Ridley, sit down. We don't need down. more classism. Like, yeah, truly. Selling capitalism. <laughs> anyway, um, and it is... Essentially just a big ensemble comedy that's produced, by the way, by the amazing Deborah Hill, who wrote Aww. all the great um, female dialogue in Halloween and just like mm. John Carpenter's ex-wife and stuff. Um, Guys, I would just like to start by saying I bags being Miss Scarlet. Forever. I knew you were Darcy's oh, character as well. I hate that. You She's always so got awesome. to play Miss Scarlet and then I had yeah. to be Miss Peacock or Miss White. Miss Scarlet? And their drip was just not the same as Miss Scarlet. This, not in the this same, movie, but the main... Dang, Yvette yeah. in this movie can Fuck. get it. Oh yeah, She's the maid, but they don't have a maid in Clue the game or Cluedo the game. No, they don't. All yeah. the characters in this movie that have a name that isn't one from the game 
I think die. So yeah, because um, yeah, they're all accomplices. Exactly. So the the movie except is the butler. Exactly, yeah. except the butler. Um, the movie is Wadsworth. like a big self aware kind of comedy take on a who done it, and it has the very unique like it kind of had a bit of a gimmick thing um, associated with it when it came out in eighty five, which was it had three different endings and you didn't know which one you were going to get depending on how many times you went to the cinema. Um, They thought that this would be clever as well as being like, maybe it'll make people go see the movie more, which it didn't because it didn't do super well. Mm. But um, I kind of wanted to open with being like asking you guys what your experience was with this film, because this film, when I like, I reckon if you typed up uh, the word underrated and overrated, they're both so done, but if you, I bet if you looked at like 10 lists of like underrated movies, this is like a famously underrated movie. Mm. That's like, why isn't this in mm. the like canon of like hilarious ensemble comedies? Mm. What's your experience with it, Meg? Well, I only just watched this today in preparation for this episode. I'd never seen it before. I loved it. It's so pulpy. It's so yeah. culty. It's so fun. I loved the the humour. It reminds me of like, what's it called? Airplane? Is that what it's called? Yeah, I was going to say it's a weird mix um, between like the airplane comedy and, and stuff that comes next. It's like a weird midpoint. Yeah, didn't weird you think? midpoint. It has that yeah, sort of black, like Monty Python as well, I guess, kind of yeah, like black no, totally. dark humor to it. I loved it. I thought it was sexy and fun. It, <laughs> it, it just for me, it really like I I can really see this in the same sort of category as those pulpy culty films like. I don't want to say Rocky Horror because Tim Curry, obviously, but like mm. that kind of vein where you're going and it's not just the film itself, but it's the spectacle of the film. It's the idea of, you know, the the experience of it, um, having these different little avenues that it could go down. Mm. I think it's fun. I had a great time with this movie um, and I can understand why or I can't understand why it was, wasn't appreciated at the time, but I can understand why it has since oh. been like yeah. upon reflection. Yeah, I just don't get why it didn't do well at the time. I agree. Well, can I you guess pick it's, quite, it's quite yeah. ambitious. Mm. Sure. I think some of the issues with when it came out was like, wouldn't you guys feel kind of pissed off if you saw the movie? It had this quite specific ending and at the mm. end it said, come see the movie two more times to catch yeah. all the endings. Or you might just see this same movie again and you'll have to, mm. <laughs> it's like trying to get the yeah. right McDonald's toy. Like, yeah, that's so yeah. true. You're like, and oh I my think- God, I just want to complete this and see it in its full thing, which is the version yeah. that we all watch now. The that we has get. All of the three endings of who, all of the end. who and killed I would Mr. Say Body tacked on at the end. Without mm. the three endings, it would feel really short, wouldn't it, to you? I like, agree. I, I watched it with... Every option. Yeah, actually true. It would and just be it would be like under 80 minutes or something. Yeah. It? That's it's true. A, it's a pretty brief film as it is with all three endings to it. And yeah. I think I would probably be a bit gypped if I had got A or B because it is the thing of like we're connecting the dots, but in kind of an unsatisfying way. I was gonna say, like, I think it's the thing I'm most interested to talk about and compare the picks this week is how both of these movies approach the who done it. But um yeah. my only real flaw with this movie is the best part of the who done it is your movie has such great inbuilt mm. stakes and propulsion because the mm. whole time you're like, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? But because this movie has three alternate endings, you kind of already, and like I knew that going in, I never really cared about the mystery because I was like, I know it's in each one going to be a, a different, different person. person. So I'm yeah. not going to be like, the best part of a who done it is like nudging the person next to you and being like, I'm oh, placing my bets. Look, it's that then, one. Yeah. And then them being like, no, it's that one. Yeah. You actually can't do that with this movie. Yeah. But that means that 
the comedy has to be good enough to support it and the performance and it to do, is, which and they it are. Is. It's so yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, my so big funny. comedy note I had was like, how weird that we've fully lost, not lost the art, but like comedy movies used to be about wordplay and the hmm. word wordplay is the real, it's like slapstick stuff. When Wordsworth stuff. is like, they're like, what do you do, Job? What is your, what does a bottle, bottler do? What does a bottler do? He's like, I bottle, sir. I bottle. Like, that's yeah. in like the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah. Like, Ooh, okay. Yeah, my other, my other <laughs> favourite is, um, is the, uh, is uh, Mrs. Peacock being like, where's the bathroom? And the, but- and the maid who's French is like, like wee wee. And she's like, oh no, 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 no I don't have to do a wee. Just, just go to the bathroom. You're just powder my nose. nose. Yeah. yeah. Stuff like that. And you're like, damn, you're good. Um, who's yeah. everyone's MVP performance Madeline Kahn. Is she? Who's she? Miss White. Yeah, I was going to say Miss White. Where that <laughs> beat she strikes where she's stuttering, where she's like, I, I, I hate her. so much. And flames. Flames on the side of my face. It's so good. It's so, and it's so ahead of its good. time. I'm like, literally, oh, this is a great question to ask. Yeah. Did you hear that Jason Bateman is doing a remake of it? Oh! And I was like, Get you know who here. that really reminded me of for being like so ahead of its time? That bit. Squealing that into I the hate her so much. I was like, a Kristen Wiig doing yes. something like that? Oh, I can't that wait. That is so Christian Wig. I definitely I think, um, see that. Yeah. Meg, what you were saying before about how, like, the comedy is sort of a blend of, like, two different tones, mm. I think yeah. part of what makes this movie feel so unique is the director behind it and the writer behind it. I think his name's Jonathan Lynn. He, like, is mainly known for British sitcoms or, like, um, oh, comedy TV really shows. really comes, comes across. Yeah. Wow. Like, it, it feels it, like... Faulty such a different texture to the mm. other American mm. comedies coming out at the time, which were all like SNL. It does um, feel you know, different. Like yeah. Animal House, Caddyshack, and shit and stuff like that. Yeah, a bit and more it's vulgar. Like, bit yeah, more. it's like that, like sense of wordplay. Yeah, um, sort the of thing of so people stupid. racing around in a house, the doors slamming open and shut like Faulty Towers or whatever. Yeah, that yeah. combined with the cast, like Michael McKean, Madeline Kahn, all these people who came up through Eileen, the, what's her face? So good. yeah, people who came up through the, like the American improv scene, like they're all from <laughs> yeah. like the Groundlings. Such stuff. a funny movie. Yeah, they. Um, it's like <laughs> that plus like the British pessimism. I think makes it seem like the plot really does not matter and you're just in it for the characters and like the amazing dialogue they have to say. Exactly. No, I know you're saying that's sort of a downfall of the movie a little bit where you're like, oh, this doesn't really matter. Like it doesn't, you know, doesn't really the murder matter. is not really the draw here. Yeah. yeah. I, that's what I would say. I, I think the draw of this film, whilst I can see like, especially attached to the whole spectacle of like, which ending are you going to get? I can understand that even just like in terms of its marketing and how it's like, you know, um, how like what what draws people into this film is the idea of the whodunit. But what keeps you there is the comedy. Like it's, it's true. funny. It is enough. And it is enough. Whilst yeah. if I were to look at like the structure and the, the plotting of the actual film, how it works and acts, I might be like, wow, there is so much of this film used up on you guys just like sneaking around room around. to room <laughs> and like nothing's really like developing like you aren't finding out anything productive yeah. but that's where the substance of the jokes are that's where like the meat of the humor this development and like fleshing out of these really weird tropey sort of caricatures and like that's where that is and that's where the heart of this film lies and it it doesn't detract too much from the the thrill of finding out who it is in the end because it does it is tied up, especially in the ending that we saw. It ties up quite neatly. Yeah. You know, you have the little joke from Mr. Green at the end. You have his little, like, mm. moment and his beat <laughs> that he hits really well, um, being like, oh, I'm going to go and, like, I'm going to go home and wife. make love to my wife. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, 
it's meaty and it's fun, fun. And I had a really great time watching yeah. this movie. It's so it's, pulpy. Yeah, it's very true. Um, I think, uh, as we mentioned at the top, like comparing these, it'll be interesting. Another thing that they do in breaking down the tropes that I appreciate about this movie is a whodunit is so commonly about white people talking about who's the wealthiest and who deserves wealth, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, it's so great to see a comedy that like packs a bunch of these people in the room and just makes you be like, yeah, any, all of these people are dumb, like so dumb. And corrupt. Like, you know like, they're corrupt. All like the they all thing. suck. They all yeah. suck. And it's such a good like comedy thing to be like, we don't, we like laugh at these people, like actually laugh at them being like, oh, who did this thing so my dumb secret wouldn't get out? Mm. Like it works, yeah. Um, yeah, well, I guess we have lots to talk about in Compared Picks as well. So do you want to move on to Knives Out? Are yeah, you already this? Or? Yeah, I was just going to whinge about, don't you find it so weird how in America – Cluedo. Uh, Australians call it Cluedo. Oh, I hate Americans it. Americans call it Clue. Why is that? And they call it Where's Waldo and we call it Where's Wally. Like, what's with <laughs> where's the Wally got Cluedo do and the Waldo thing? thing. <laughs> what is that? Yeah, it is. Is there something else over here Disgusting. called Clue? So we have, wait, is there that America the only place that calls it Clue? Yeah. I feel like it's us that are weird Only with North clue. America calls it Clue. Oh, Everywhere else yourself, America? Cluedo. God damn it. They're obsessed with being, no, we do it our own special way. Dumb. Yeah. Ridiculous. Not Clue is a better. Do you think that like having a British butler is like a vehicle for like laughing at Americans? Or do you think that like oh. him being in it also kind of like lumps him into the like colonialist? Oh, I don't see him so Damn, I hadn't it. thought of that at there all. There is a bit You're where he does a really funny with... impression of Mr. Green where he puts on like yeah. a really funny American accent and does like a cute little nasal voice. Interesting. Mm. Tim Curry's next level in this. Oh, yeah. incredible. The, for the entire last 30 minutes, it's a giant it's just him monologue around. of him running around the house explaining <laughs> who done it. Mm. Crazy. <laughs> and it's like so engrossing as well. Like you don't get 10 minutes in and you're like, oh, I'm done with this. I'm like, yes, please keep yeah. running. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch this a lot? Like how how did you find this movie? I'm interested. Like had you heard about it or did you grow up watching it? Or I like, yeah. watched this movie for the first time three months ago. And it was a like another COVID related, like, let's find something to do this evening kind of vibe. And um, yeah, I was like enraged that I had never heard of it before. Yeah, it was so good. Like, flames, literal flames. Literal flames. <laughs> that is out of my, the my best head. joke. I was like, I was floored by that. <laughs> oh, a great film. Uh, a very great film. Yeah. Um, let's talk about another great film, I reckon Knives Out. <laughs> That's knives. Knives Out is a 2019 uh, whodunit written and directed by the wonderful Ryan Johnson. Um, And it's just another big old amazing, like, murder mystery thing and this one has yet again an incredible ensemble cast and I want to kick off talking about this one with something that Eliza said last year that always is the way I start the Knives Out conversation now which is how (laughs) How do we all are you talking about Knives Out people check it out a fair bit it was a big people pleaser yeah Yeah. um how do we all feel about so Clue's approach to the big reveal of whodunit is it has a bunch of different endings. This movie's interesting thing is, as Eliza said, it's not a whodunit, it's a howdunit. It's that you kind of find out early on how he died. 
and you're like, oh, what the hell? And then it's about kind of more so like... You're taking steps backward. You're taking steps backward in yeah. a different... It unfolds in a different way. Reverse um, engineering the mystery. Exactly, which is a thing that um, caught Eliza out when... I remember you mentioned that the first time you watched it. Um, how do you feel about that now, Eliza? We saw it together, Eliza, didn't we? Did you? Yeah. Yes. Oh, fun. We went to the premiere. Oh, fun. How, how we do you feel about that? Yeah. To the premiere. Yeah. To the premiere. Yeah, I think... I think it's a cool move. Like you can tell this film is, like you've said, it's in a dialogue with movies, even like Clue and like the Agatha Christie movies and shit like that. And you can feel Ryan Johnson because he is this really skilled screenwriter, mm. um, him being like, I wonder how early I can reveal the big twist and then keep the mm. story engine going and stuff. And to me, I just I just feel like it does sort of like – um, bust it's not a little bit early and <laughs> nothing else that happens beyond that point is quite as exciting. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think, like I admire it, but I don't think it's 100% pulled off. I think I agree, Eliza. If we're thinking about this sort of in the, simmer, in the same way that Noah was actually talking about Clue where you need the driving force of the who done it, we, and it, it's not as if this isn't conceded, but we lose that. We don't have the who done it attached to it. And what propels us forward is purely the characters and our feelings and affections or whatever for them mm. and who we are endeared to and who we're against and who we sort of want to win in this like estate war. Mm. And I think whilst it's done in the tropey way that I really admire, especially even in its design, this film is really like cool to look at in yeah. that Amazing you watch it and it looks and like things. sort of board gamey, sort yeah. of whodunity, like that's the look yeah. attached to it. Um, whilst it has that going for it and whilst there are characters who I love in it and others that I hate and there are great performances, it's so heavily reliant that I almost needed something else from it, like how in Clue they have the comedy attached to it, whereas they don't yeah, have that so much here. Um, so yeah, it's sort of like the heart or the, or the, like the driving mm. spirit of the film is a little bit lacking Missing for me. To you, yeah. um, Should I, we talk about the mystery a little bit? Like who the characters are? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, I'll start with that. Um, so essentially, uh, Christopher Plummer plays, um, essentially like this extremely popular, um, crime fiction author. Like he writes murder mysteries and he is found dead and it's all about, it looks like a suicide, but Daniel Craig's, like, detective who is... foul play. He says that in the trailer. Um, yeah. It's supposed to be, like, you know, very, like, Inspector Poirot from, you know, the Agatha Christie stuff um, is essentially trying to figure out his, like, this isn't a... He's been paid by someone he doesn't know who mm. to uncover the mystery, and um, there's also a will thrown in there that um, has the most like entertaining juice of the film I reckon is um what who Christopher Blum is giving the his his wealth to and um you know his status to. Um I this is a big one for me that I'm like I I'm starting at negative, but I actually have so much amazing stuff to say about this movie. But this is a big one that was really overhyped and still is. Like I always get confused yeah. that people like it was on so many lists as like number Top one and people being like yeah. I've watched it like every week like I keep like some of my favorite critics like I keep coming back to it. I just think it's so entertaining I don't think it's that but I do adore it I it, this for me is like the definition of a four-star movie 
where you're like, yeah, yeah very good. Really good. They're That's really it. great film. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, uh, I love so many things about it. I want to, my, my favorite thing it does probably is that thing I mentioned about unpacking the wealth side of murder mysteries. Like it's always about rich people talking about who gets money or like who died because of money and blah, blah, blah. And this movie is like the lead character really is Anna de Armas, who I adore. Of War Dogs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Of her relationship with Ben Affleck, Ben Anna. <laughs> yeah, God, that's so weird. She's in a relationship with Ben Affleck, who um, plays, um, she was Christopher Plummer's nurse and she is an illegal, or is her mother an illegal immigrant? I think she's sure. just someone's family that are undocumented. Just undocumented and stuff. And it's just about, essentially, spoilers, when the will is read out, he, she's left everything. And Marta. Marta Gabriel. Yes. Yeah, the character Marta. Marta. And Get it's it? just an incredible. Marta. Hey, She's damn. a martyr. And it's just, it's just, <laughs> I think it's such a good idea to be like, if we're breaking down the tropes of murder mystery, let's talk about wealth and about being like, here's a bunch of rich people deciding who gets to be the most rich. And in a year of Parasite and Knives Out and Ready or Not, there was lots of talking about um, that kind rich of people wanting to hold on to their wealth and stuff. And in a nice way that, like, isn't so serious. Like it's nice to attach it to a film that is still kind of fun in the. That's you know, so um, accessible. Yeah, mm. it's very accessible. I think, I think when we're talking about like the attention that this film got, like it's hard to look past its amazing ensemble and yeah. the amazing filmmaker behind it, but also the fact that whodunits are so like fair and few these days. Yeah, it brought back a. Like it nice. brought back a genre. It has a nice retro. It really feel. distinctly is like yeah. I a thing that Ryan Johnson is famous for with literally every film he's done is being like, here is a style or a genre. I am gonna break down the conventions of it of it in a way that shows you how incredibly I understand it mm. and twist it into my own cool, interesting way. Um I like I just think the plot my like as a plot device, I'm like, oh my god, how genius to throw this into a murder mystery. Ananda Armas's character throws up when she lies. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that is so entertaining to watch. Um, what, her throw up? No, just the concept the of sick dog. Yeah, to watch this. As a story device, being like, as a story we have a human lie detector. So we have a human lie detector. It's yeah. so fun. Yeah. And she's trying to detect herself for most of the movie. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've read an amazing, well, like, Birth Movies Death, so sad. It's a website that um, unfortunately just went under now. But they had an article about that the movie's, like, the rarest thing it does, it's it's about kindness. Like, thematically, it's a movie about kindness, which, like, you never see. I think also that's what The Last Jedi is about. And, like, it's about, like, how morality and goodness is and actually the only weapon and can, yeah. is the only thing that can help you break through the truth. I think actually like that is at the heart of why, like I completely understand Megan Eliza, what you were saying earlier about how like you really see this as like typifying a four star movie and that it's just like really well executed, interesting concept, but it doesn't have like, I don't know, that extra something that That you would maybe expect of like, um, of like a whodunit in terms Mm. of like the arc and the amount of like tension that there are given points across it. But I think the reason that I don't, feel that as much is that I almost like I think in a way I actually don't see the movie as a whodunit like it it isn't 
about that as much to me. Like it's yeah. so it's much just about her wearing character. Those clothes. And yeah. she's literally like this mm. vehicle for like looking at all of the people who have historically been in whodunits and like mm. the class systems and the exactly. uh, ethnicities that like were traditionally represented by the genre, which is like very rich white people in like secluded estates and that sort of stuff. And she's like in this environment, like as an outsider in every sense. Mm. And like, it's about, to me, it's about like how she survives and how she like, Mm -hmm. it's about her like moral compass and her like sense of integrity and how she like holds on to that. Even when like the people that she thought she could trust then turn against her and there would be like benefits to her not holding on to that moral compass. Like when she saves the woman who's died in that uh, mm. like abandoned laundromat thing, mm. which she completely doesn't need to do. Yeah. But it's like the fact that her kindness she is does her weapon, do that yeah. ultimately proves like to, like it's tragic that that woman ends up actually dying when you think that she isn't going to at one point. But yeah, anyway, I think I, the yeah. movie really works for me because like, when I, I feel like at the point where it stops becoming a whodunit, it starts becoming so much about her that it just carries me. I like what you're working with over right. there, buddy. I like what you're working with. 100%. Exactly what Meg said before, which is a great point of that, like, the whodunit of Clue, the comedy is enough to make it spicier if, because it's not really doing a whodunit. Mm. It's being something else. I'm the same. That, like, what it's actually grappling with the as a film of, is yeah. more than enough to get over the fact that it isn't actually a whodunit. Hmm. Eliza, what do you think about that? Right. Um, I don't know if I really agree with this particular train of thought, but I have been seeing mostly on like film Twitter that didn't really like this movie or whatever. I have been seeing criticism of the martyr character of people kind of accusing it of being like this model minority character where it's like her only personality traits are that she's so nice, generous, kind, and honest to the point that if she tries to do something wrong, she vomits <laughs> and it's like I think on this watch that was something that was in the back of my head being like how how dimensional is this character and how much mm. of her personality is just when she's just good she's great yeah. and she puts up with so, so much suffering and ultimately it pays off and you get the terrific last shot of the film which is mm. Anna de Armas oh. um the mystery mug in my sold. house my rules yeah oh. <laughs> my coffee <laughs> wearing so holding this mug and basically rolling over Christopher Plummer's whole dominion and like sneering down at his like annoying greedy family. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, can, I can see where that criticism comes from, but I also I like to an extent I feel like it's not, it doesn't seem completely unrealistic to me that that's, why, that's the way her character is painted. Like I, yes, I think she could have used with some more depth and like there could have been segments of scenes that like went into like her home life and her like backstory prior to this point more and that sort of stuff. And maybe that would have made things feel like more cathartic or something, but equally like I see her in this like position of like being a sibling in a family where it, I got the sense that she was being like a primary source of income for the family or something. And like she, I guess I got the sense that she had so much like responsibility in her life that like dealing with this situation and like navigating all of these like uh, horrendous people and like the film is essentially just like her trying to not step on a landmine the entire time. 
like, I don't know, I kind of like forgave it for not like telling me more it about her because yeah, it seems like how she would her. react in that situation. Yeah. But, yeah. I just think like I hear it all. that is a somewhat valid line of criticism and I feel like because it's so focused on Marta and making her a martyr, <laughs> yeah. it also like underutilizes that ensemble cast, which is like yes. so stacked with like great yeah. Jamie Lee is so wasted. Where is Jamie Lee? Where is Tony Collette, who has a terrible American accent? I've like in a way. That. They waste yeah. the kids so much as well. You know how they set up that he's like a Nazi? Like he's why? like a Nazi outright kid and he never does anything. I'm like, uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Maybe we should Let's compare, compare him. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Okay, so we have two whodunits, both with a very interesting approach to that very question of the whodunit, um, both with amazing ensemble casts. Maybe that's a fun place to start because I was thinking about, you know, if we look at who is like the main kind of detective kind of character in both, mm. um, to me that wildly wins out with Clue because Tim Curry is like incredible in that. And I think... The Daniel Craig one is a big one to me that I feel like people try to convince themselves that they like it, but I don't see how I you can like genuinely it's such a bold think it's good. Because it's a bold yeah, choice. Yeah, it's a bold choice. It is an embarrassing. It's, it's so not, different from what he's done. Exactly. It's not an embarrassing failure. Like you want to be but happy it doesn't work. for him. Yeah. Exactly. You want to be happy for him, but Aww. it doesn't work. He doesn't, he also just like doesn't Daniel, sit, like the he'll accent. He'll be fine with all your Bond money. Yeah, he'll be fine. And he's an amazing actor, but just I don't think that the accent... When you see someone doing a funny accent, especially, you want to feel like, look at it and see it like... It needs to feel lived in. Yeah. And it doesn't feel lived in. It needs to be glorious. It wasn't. It needs to feel like that's a person. It just doesn't feel like a person. I remember when I first saw this, which was in cinemas, I like the first couple of lines that he said, I was like, I almost was laughing. I was just like, I was so confused to what was happening. And it wasn't even like because he was doing a bad job. It was just that it was like, just so, it was so strange. I love the donut monologue though. I think it's very funny. I love the donut. Yeah. But by the end of the movie, I've like completely. Yeah. I'm not thinking about it. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I feel like he does a good job, but it was a strange choice. Yeah. I feel like the conversation we're having kind of alludes to similar things from last week's episode in that I am moving towards a thing of being, like, knives out, although I, th- uh, although messier probably than Clue, is a film that, like, I enjoy interrogating with a lot like it actually makes me think a lot and I think the things it's saying I don't see in movies a lot like I love that he's made two movies about thematically about kindness and about hope that I think is like so rare and awesome right now um and I think it's a movie that has a lot on its mind that I love to interrogate with but then also Clue is amazing for its simplicity it's really funny and it's, and it's got also a lot in of one talent location in whereas in Knives yeah. Out each time I've watched it, I think I've only seen it like two times. I always get bummed when the action leaves the house, the big like family yeah. manor. This I'm amazing like, oh, set you couldn't piece. Want it to be a bottle, it to- yeah, yeah. self-contained. I get that. I get that. Yeah. I also, not to be too like litigious about it, but I don't know that 
Movies about kindness and hope are that hard to come by. I think they are completely. I think it's so rare Radical to have a movie positivity. about kindness. That's I a really don't agree. I think that's like, I'm trying to think of examples, but I just, I, I think you're wrong. <laughs> I, think I really like, don't think I am. I think it's so like rare. Disney. That's like the point of like, even not even Disney. Like, I just think that. Well, yeah, maybe a family movies, but I don't know. I don't think so. I, I just think don't think family it's animated. rare enough to me to be the saving grace of the film. I think it's obvious that I'm going with Clue. Yeah. Um, I just had such a good time with it. It's It was really, it did everything that I thought it set out to do um, for me. I think that was actually something that I hadn't thought about that, that really, now, the more I think about it since you said it, Eliza, it was important to me that it was all contained in the one space, in the confines of the board game, in the confines of the yeah. Mansion, um, mm. Knives Out, I had a great time watching it the first time and on the rewatch I really liked it, but that saving heart that you guys experienced from yeah, it... you don't have as much. ...wasn't enough for me and I, I did find Marta one-dimensional. And that and if, if we're doing... What are we doing? Are we doing an ensemble piece? If so, do an ensemble piece. Give me Jamie Lee, give me Tony Give Collette, me Tony... Like, yeah, mm. give me Daniel Craig without the accent. Like, <laughs> give that to me. If we're not doing that, if it's all about Marta, give me more of her. Like, yeah. she needs to be meatier. And more um, flawed. Or and more flawed or, yeah. Like, it's an interesting, like, premise that she's so good and that, like, even, like, physically she's so good because she spews every time that she lies. But, like... Give me more to her if that's what you're gonna do. Give me, give me. So more. I am. I feel like I'm going gonna lose again this week. We've got Anthony, I reckon. Yeah, well, Lizzie, how are you feeling about it? What are our um, thoughts? I'm gonna go with Clue as well. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it when me and Eliza stick together. You guys together. always win. You Sisters always defeat me. Are doing it for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's never good when I join in and sing on the podcast. Like the yeah, I don't think so. We have to be so like sisters. One, two, three, sister. Well, yeah, I don't know why I'm so harsh on Knives Out though. Like, it is a great movie. I really enjoy it. I would recommend it to almost anyone in the world. Like, it's strong four star movie, as you said. Yeah, but I'm just like, I'm so harsh on it. There's just things that. I think I was felt a bit let down by by it. Whereas Clue, every time I've sat down with someone, I've been like, you have to watch Clue, it's so good. You know the board game? It's like a movie of the board game. And they <laughs> even get the noose and the knife and the wrench and stuff. Yeah, it's so fun they when that happens. Always, You're like, yeah. oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Um, whenever I like start watching it with someone, I can see them be like, uh, okay. And they think it's really stuffy and boring. And then by the end, they freaking love it. Like, mm-hmm. I swear, mm. I think Clue has a harder task starting yeah, as like then nice what you think is true. this refined British movie and then turning into like a really hilarious farce with this amazing cast. Yeah, I agree. I hear ya. Um, I, yeah, look, a tricky one again this week. Um, Clue is like hilarious um, and it's, as you've pointed out, such an easy recommendation and also is a film I'll watch more than Knives Out. But I think the stuff that Knives Out has going on is really interesting to me. I think Anna de Armas is an amazing actress that I, like, really love at the moment. I'm so excited for No Time to Die. Um, I think she's incredible and I love her character. I love the things you illuminated about that character. I think everything you said is correct. But I 
think Ryan Johnson has yet again done the incredible task of like taking the form of something respectfully tearing it apart and putting it back together, loving the style whilst also commenting on the themes it's of trappings, the style. Yeah. It's trappings. Um, I just think it's like incredible little dance he does. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited for the sequel. I hope that Daniel Craig sits into the accent a bit better, but mm. I'm voting for Knives Out. Oh, you're just which, biased because you did the monologue. Yeah, uh, I think Chris are. Evans yeah, I does. I did that bit. I, I Chris Evans is also great in this movie. Yeah. yeah would you, what is your vote? Would you have said, I, not Anthony, what would you have done? I what think are you doing? Maybe we just vote, vote, <laughs> we go, go for it. Unless um, it's going to be a tie. Yeah, if, uh, I'm worried. I think it's going to do a tiebreaker. Um, no, not a tiebreaker, the opposite. A, a tie creator. A tie creator. Whoa. A tie genesis. Yeah, I, I don't know what to say now. I feel like I'm going to start some kind of family. Just go with your heart, please. Um, yeah, go with your heart. you got to be honest yeah, with yourself. I, I, um, so I've watched Knives Out more recently than Clue. Um, and I've seen Knives Out twice and I've seen Clue once. Uh Um, but I think (gasps) even if I hadn't watched Knives Out again recently and I'd seen each of them once, I think I would have remembered not only like more specific moments, but also more of like the emotional underpinning and like the morality of Knives Out than I could like possibly take away from Clue. How's that making you feel, man? Like, <laughs> I think Clue tries to do a really simple thing and it does it almost perfectly. Totally. And Good I think point. Knives Out tries to do so much more and it does it like 80% well. That's a very good and way of putting it. I think good, good, for good, me, good. I agree. For me, I, I appreciate all of the shit that Knives Out's throwing at me, even if it's not perfectly rounded. So I'm going with Knives Out. And- you just said it so well. This guy's working with so much, really. He really is. It's a, it's a draw, folks. Wow. Which means, oh, damn, which means it's, the it's up to the listeners. It's up to, <laughs> yeah, it's up to you got to get onto Insta. Now. The poll will be Insta up. Insta and I write. Do it for the sisterhoods. If you don't do that, you're a misogynist. You hate women. That's what you're saying. Yeah. I hate that we're split down gender lines here. This is really unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, but what? what? Women be like, I love Clue. (laughs) Men be like, I love Knives Out. (laughs) You guys ever noticed that? The two genders. Oh, our dad's calling us. Sorry, dad, we, we're like, dad, which dad, movie do you like? Dad, you like Knives Out of Clue? <laughs> <laughs> Great. That's well, um, maybe we can diffuse this gender tension, this battle of the sexes by talking about our triplet in the attic. Now it's time for Triplet in the Attic, the part of the show where we have to pick a deformed, rejected little third piece of media, could be a song or a movie or whatever, that we think acts as a thematic triplet to this episode's twin picks. Meg, kick us off. Okay, my Triplet in the Attic is dumb this week. It's so (laughs) dumb. It will mean nothing to anyone except for maybe, like, if you're German. Um, Ooh. Noah, Eliza, you We're know German. what I'm talking Noah, about. Noah, Eliza, We're are you German? German. <laughs> we are German. Are we German? Yeah, we are. Yeah, I'm like, and okay, we, um, 
I have no idea what this is. <laughs> I picked my favorite like board game, card game game. Oh, yes. that's fun. Because of course. That's fun. That's I fun. picked Alpha House. House. Yeah. <laughs> that's fun. I like that. I picked Alpha House, which is um, this German card game. And me, oh, Noah, Eliza and I used to play it with our Oma and Opa at their house in summers. And um, it's just fun. And the only <laughs> word I can say in... Um, German, apart from like ya and counting, is um, Elfras. It's like Maybe. Uno for champions. Yeah. It's like real. It's like hard Uno kind of. Did Fatalizer. you just pick this because it has your like? Elfras. Elfras. Yeah, you Elfras. needed to be. Imagine if we were like make you can't make that weird noise I'd anymore. Like, so you started just always bringing up Alpha House, screaming. <laughs> Oh, anyway, I'm glad I picked Can we this. play Alpha House? Guys, if you can get your hands on it, I don't even know where you would buy Alpha House from. But, it's like, it is so fun. It's just, like, a card game. It's, it's not even that special. I think I just, like, attach the memories to it. Oh, it's fun. I, I can't remember Aww. how to play it, but I remember it was really fun. It's like you go you up on get one your side and go out. down the other and you got to get your And Alpha would always, like, hide cards. He was such a like, cheater. Ha-ha, I won. And he'd me like, ha-ha, you ruined the game. And, <laughs> like, oh, and every time, Omar would be like, Omar would be like, Helmut, like, don't do it this time. And he'd be like, okay. And then you do it again, and we'd just be like, well, that sucks. Like, will we ever win? <laughs> the absolute madman. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Helmet. Good one, um, mate. I you. love it. I really love it. Um, Eliza, what's yours? Um, for mine, can you guys believe there is a movie written by Anthony Perkins? So, Norman Bates and Psycho, and Stephen Sexy. Sondheim. <gasps> and Stephen Sondheim. Those oh, wait, guys um, wrote a movie together. Is it, what is well, it? it uh, I, uh, yeah, no, you say it. Okay, it's called like The Last of Sheila and it's directed by Herbert Ross like who's no directed idea. a couple of my favourite movies. But, like, yeah, how cute is that? Like, they apparently they were just really close friends and they loved, like, puzzles and riddles and murder That's mystery so things. That's so cute. Yeah, and they just wrote one and they never worked together again and it's such a good movie. Like, Aww. I'm pretty sure Last of Sheila is, like, an influence on Knives Out and yeah. I think... I think oh, more than more than I love Clue and Knives Out. Yeah, he's not in it, which is a bummer, but he wrote it and the writing is really clever. Who um, directed it? Sorry. Oh, Herbert Ross. Herbert Ross. So, um, but it's like I think the mystery in The Last of Sheila, if you actually really like mystery stuff, you'll find The Last of Sheila really satisfying. Like the mystery is very complicated right. and very satisfying in a way that we've kind of pointed out is not as important to Clue or Knives Out. So. Huh. I think it would be a great triplet in the attic with the wrench that. to Mr. Peacock. Yeah. <laughs> I'll add it up. I'll Peacock actually add it to my list. Sorry. It's really cool. Thanks, guys. I'm realising that I think Eliza said my triplet in the attic before because it, it was really applicable then and it's really applicable now. My triplet in the attic is Ryan Johnson's directorial debut, Brick, because it's another example of Ryan Johnson taking a style in this case so still like a crime mystery but this time more the like Maltese Falcon kind of um uh Hammett is that his, how you say his name Hammett like that author Dashiell Eliza? Hammett Dashiell Hammett yeah his books um like taking that formula uh that we talked about with The Big Sleep and Big Lebowski and kind of taking it apart and putting it back in the context of a high school movie um and just again, like I just think Ryan Johnson's amazing. I think he approaches every script in such an interesting way by being like, uh, "How do I, with reverence, 
comment on what the, like this actual style is. And has an the awesome Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt performance as well. I think he's oh, so I good. I love him. He's so good. Um, yeah, and I just really like it. That's brick. That's brick. Yeah, Very cool. Awesome. Does this Catch boy? Me do you typing have typing watch brick online free one two three yeah. movies right now? <laughs> 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 I have, have one. I have like a little half one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Yay. So I have like I think actually I've also gone with a board game. Ooh. But I think I actually may have even a more obscure board game than Meg's Triplet oh, in the oh. sense that it is literally a one-of-a-kind board game. And what I mean by that is that earlier on in the lockdown period, oh. our house wanted something fun to do. <gasps> so you made a board so game? We, you no, killed someone well, sort of. <laughs> and you all had to figure out who did it. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> um Maybe one day uh, where we sat down one day when we were all at home and we decided to make like our own version, our house themed version of Cluedo. Oh, that's and so it has the, la- it has the layout of our house. Is your dog one of the murderers? Our dog oh, is one of the characters. <gasps> and so like all of the rooms, all of the weapons, all of the... Are like things in your house. Are things in our house. That's, cool. that's such a good idea. But also you or, can't or recommend like, that because... Exactly, because like literally no, <laughs> no one can play it. This you is can just make an your anecdote. Own. I, can <laughs> take a photo. I can take a photo of it. People yeah, can try and send a photo of it. We'll put it on the Insta. I can definitely comfy with the idea of people playing Knowing a game about- if you're one of the characters? Well, I'm not I'm not one of so like it's not that we're all characters, it's more that like we came up with funny character names. But the rooms and the wet like the, the rooms weapons. are the our house part of the deal. The weapons <laughs> and the characters are just like funny shit. So like these are some characters. Okay, um Daisy Domestic Goddess Delacour. Oh Winona beautiful. Widow Wider. Oh. Um, our dog Augie is renowned for like stealing <laughs> rubbish out of the bin, so her character name is Trash Baby. Um, oh. We have Solomon the Beam Me Up Soft Boy, Nicholas oh. the Antiquarian Cage, uh, Siggy Mum. Um, anyway, and then we have weapons, which are also really dumb. We have like COVID is a weapon, <laughs> abstinence <laughs> is a weapon, VB is a weapon. Uh, <laughs> Vape, poison rose, disagreement. Oh. Th- these are all weapons. Disagreement. Yeah, disagreement. We'd all be dead. <laughs> yeah, and then wow. and then the rooms are just like uh, sort of what we could see the actual rooms in our house functioning as in more of a murdery context. So like, there's <laughs> like um, one of our housemates who listens to music loudly all the time. His room is the disco, and like That's the kitchen cute. is the bakery. And uh, the our like really gross outhouse like laundry room is the murder shack. Why are you really um, selling this house? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> damn. It's, um, crazy. Imagine living in a place that has a fucking murder, murder shack, shack in it. Damn. It's a good time. Anyway, Stunning. I'll send you a picture of it. Place. A very good triplet in the attic, and actually a very good lockdown activity. Just make make yeah, clue out of your own house. Make your own board game. That's it. Well, thank you so much for listening, friends. We had a great time. Um, that's a very good eps, feeling good. Um, <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode and you have, in, if you have enjoyed it, I can't even remember what I'm saying. If you enjoyed it, um, feel free to subscribe and follow and like on from wherever you listen and all those things. Mm-hmm. And if you would like to get in touch with us with recommendations or opinions or thoughts and stuff, you can do that through twinpixpodcast at gmail.com as well as going to, Facebook and Instagram, which 
this week is really important because we need to know who will win for Knives mm. Out and Clue. I kind of feel so like Knives weird. Out's going to win. I'm just saying like, if you guys don't pick what I want you to pick, I'm like going to be furious. That's fair. Like I will It will just like them. show up at people's houses and <laughs> at them. Like I don't want to be rude, but like our followers will be like really fake. You might quit the podcast <laughs> like, again. I, yeah, Meg will be out. Maybe I'm out. Tune in Maybe next I'm week out. to see if I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the next episode could be really tense. Who knows? Mm. Um, and who wants to say what we're doing next week? Would Meg like to do that? Can no one not remember what we're doing next? No, week? No, I can. I just I want well, to. I can't. I remember one. We're doing. Okay, I, we're doing, doing Bonnie, Bonnie and Clyde, Clyde and yeah. Queen and, and Slim, right? Queen and Slim. Yeah. Queen and Slim. Yeah. Bonnie and Clyde and Queen and Slim, Slim and Slip and Dip and Tuck. She bucked it all the she dogs. The town never knew such a horrible that little dog race till the end of that day. <laughs> Guys, on the last note, we just like to a say great put in the attic from the for nothing to do with anything. Picks podcast <laughs> family from our family to yours. To you, yeah, we're giving this to you. Please go and search up Samantha from Sex and the City. What's Kim her Cattrall. name? Kim, Kim Cattrall. Cattrall. Like scat. Whatever doing scat with doing her husband. Scat. She's just do Kim Cattrall scat, and she she does this scat routine with her husband. Oh my gosh, she's really bass. good. She's really good. It's terrible. <laughs> it is. Um, but do yeah. that. It's next. And level. tune in next week as well. Yeah, maybe we should do the Sex and the City movies sometime. And also but vote yeah. for what I want you to vote <gasps> yes. for. You should vote for whatever you want to do. Um, Like your TikTok. You're still making lots of TikToks. Wash your hands. Oh my gosh, that's a. Remember when, like, ages ago, we joked about how Meg had a TikTok, and now everyone has a TikTok, including me. Fuck you guys. Wow, it's true. You, yeah. I showed you. On the wrong side of history, then. That's actually, I'm really sorry. History. (laughs) Okay, bye, guys. Goodbye. (laughs) 